Welcome to Fish Aquarium Geeks Podcast, brought to you by Palmer Aquatics, where keeping fish in glass boxes is more than a hobby. It's a lifestyle. What is good, guys? It's your boy Chris here, back with another episode of my podcast, Fish Aquarium Geeks. And by the way, this is episode six. I have just recently released two new episodes. They're kind of more personalized and amateur, where I kind of just like uh, deep dive into talking about uh, episode four was the struggles of an obsessed fish keeper. In episode five was kind of geeking out and setting up a dirted aquarium with Chris. So if that interests you, visit your local podcast platforms and look up Fish Aquarium Geeks. But yeah, guys, today is just going to be a chill episode of the podcast where I kind of just deep dive into, uh, well, there's going to be a theme, and the theme is uh, you need a planted live bear tank. And I'm going to talk about setting up a planted tank, and we're talking about putting live bears in it because I'm just super passionate about that. And we're kind of going to deep dive into some other stuff, maybe some drama in the hobby, some updates, some news. So without further ado, I guess we will get started. So first things first, I want to apologize to my following just for the mere fact that I've kind of stepped away for a hot minute and I've kind of lost touch with like the the connection that I had with you guys. And if I'm being honest, it's just like um, I had to just kind of like take some mental health time and kind of step away. Uh, A lot of you guys know my story. You know, I literally bought this house to set up as a fish store and I just went uh, just just deep dive into it and it got to be a lot honestly so uh because i'm a i'm in the mix of co-parenting with my daughter and i'm a very involved father and also trying to start a fish store in a local area that doesn't have any money to for people to be buying fish and aquarium supplies and what have you and i know everybody in the comment section had like the correct answer they were like hey chris you know if you just um well, none of that matters anyways, but what I want to say is I kind of lost myself, honestly, you know, because this hobby is extremely addicting and I'm just super passionate, but I kind of lost touch with a lot of my followers and um, I've been, you may notice that I've been uploading a lot of educational videos and that's because I'm just, tr- honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm just trying to get some, uh, I'm trying to get a lot of these basic videos off of my slate as far as I've what I've created and my channel for the most part is devoted to education and uh i i have dabbled with like uh, like uh more theatrical style content you know i tried i try to do like the fish tank uh chaos series you know and they just didn't do well and i think it's because a small portion of my viewership is actually people that like are ultra obsessed with the aquarium hobby and I just like the the videos didn't do that well. And honestly, what I lean on is just the educational videos. But I do understand that a lot of times uh, I do have a lot of fans that are looking for something more in depth and more about me. So I apologize. And that's going to be my New Year's resolution this year is to kind of like allow you guys back into my life. And uh, just to update you guys, you know, I've kind of like stepped away from the idea of a store and I've just kind of brought the hobby back to being a hobby and it feels great again. You know, you might notice that I'm uploading. That's because I actually have uh, the mental health to just be creating videos. And that's kind of at the end of the day, uh, you know, this is a tough hobby to make money in, you know, and I and I talked a lot of a lot more about this in the previous episode on Fish Aquarium Geeks. 
Um, and by the way, if you're looking to kind of like find this podcast, just hit up uh, Google or Android Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. The podcast is literally on all the platforms. I try to get them on there. So, and please, it really helps leave a review. Um, there is a couple of negative reviews that like were close to my heart, and I just like had to like separate from them. But uh, I'm gonna try to put some more passion into this podcast because. I checked the viewership and there is thousands of people listening uh, to a weird guy just kind of ramble on about fish. So I don't want to ramble too much. I want to get into the nitty gritty of today's episode because these are all going to have themes and we're going to stick to the themes. So like I said, today's theme is you need a planted live bear tank. And what I mean by that is that you need to take a dive if you haven't yet on setting up a planted aquarium. And I did a video about how to set up a dirted aquarium and it is the second most popular video on my channel to date and I think that's because the hobby is really listening to the fact that you can set up this cheap planted aquarium using organic potting soil and this is really simple guys so get on YouTube if you haven't done this yet I, I push you to just push yourself and do a small experiment Get yourself a small 10-gallon aquarium if you want to start small. Maybe you need to hide it from your spouse or something. Uh, or maybe you need to hide it in a closet or who, at work on your desk. Like, who knows? But get yourself a small little aquarium and watch my video. Just do a search on YouTube how to set up a, a potting soil or, or a dirted tank and watch it. And it's so easy. Literally, all we do was put the potting soil into the aquarium and then we, we soak it into a mud. We saturate it. We, we cap it with sand, uh, two to three inches of the soil and like two inches of sand. I know it's a deep soil bed. A lot of people get scared by this, but just uh, we're not we're not introducing fish yet. So don't even think about fish. And what we want to do is to get ourselves a decent light, a little small sponge filter. We don't want too much current in the tank and uh, just experiment. You know, if this is a smaller tank, get one of those small little clip on plant lights uh, and just pick up some easy aquarium plants. Right. If you have a small little 10 gallon aquarium, maybe get some pearl weed, maybe get some, uh, you know, the 10 gallon aquarium isn't the most sought after for aquarium plants because a lot of the easy ones, they like to grow taller. So honestly, I would probably do a 20 gallon tall because that's like my favorite, my favorite size in the house because you got the height, you know, it's taller because a lot of these basic plants that I advise people to set up, you know, the water wisteria, the jungle valve, throw an Amazon sword right in the middle of the tank. And uh, the, the idea is to fill it with as many plants as possible, because what happens is, you know, if we have this if if we have this bright light and we have this soil in the aquarium, what, what happens is that soil leaches out like ammonia into the water column. And then with the light mixture, it just blows out algae. So the key here is to kind of like deter some of that lighting and just how we do that is to just stuff it full of plants, you know, and um, this is it's just such an easy setup. So I guess first what we'll do is uh, th this. What? Uh, sorry, we got to reverse here a little bit. I'm getting scattered. So just experiment on this planted tank setup. And by the time you start seeing success, you know, pick up some of the easy plants, you know, pearlweed, jungle vial. Uh, Amazon swords, water wisteria, uh, water sprite. Um, there's so many easy ones that just take off. And a lot of times you don't need, 
you don't need tons of like different kinds. You know, a lot of people are like, they want to be divas and just like, they need one of seven different kinds. That, that is, that is a somewhat of a good idea because you can see what plant excels in your water. But honestly, what you could do is reach out to like some local fish keepers, uh, like myself, you know, I'm local. And what a lot of people reach out to me, they're like, hey, Chris, what works in our water? Reach out to someone that you see as having success and then buy some clippings off them and just fill the tank with that plant, you know? Like for instance, water wisteria, that plant absolutely does amazing here in Minnesota. And um, we fill tanks with it. And I tell people, take this plant, put it in your tank and it's just gonna, even in gravel, you don't even need the dirt with some of these plants. I just do so well in certain waters. Okay, let's reverse here a little bit because I got a little bit ahead of myself. This is gonna happen because I have ADHD and I wanna apologize in advance and I talk really fast, but it is what it is. So, um, step number one to setting up, uh, like I told you guys, you need a planted aquarium with live bears because this is a, this is a double-edged sword here for profit. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you get this ecosystem working with plants, um, what happens is you can sell off the plant clippings, and then once the ecosystem is working with plants, literally just drop in live bears, uh, you know, mollies, platies, guppies, swords, um, endlers, and um, they start breeding, and then you can sell the the yields. Sorry, I'm getting scattered here. Let's let's try to categorize this a little bit because I'm a scatter case. So, first of all, what is a live bear? And live bearing, this is a live bearing fish. And I'm sorry if a lot of you guys know this because I know a lot of the ultra geeks listen to this podcast. Uh, live bearers, you got molly fish, platy fish, guppy fish, um, and endlers and sword tails. So that's five, right? That's five main fish. And they're super easy to care for. My favorites are the guppy fish and the platy fish, just for the mere fact that you do not have to heat the aquariums. And when you have a bunch of aquariums like myself, heating all of them gets expensive. You know, we've been trying to lean down on the electric bill and how you do that is you have less heaters. So this means that we, um, you know, ideally I think the guppy and the platy fish are the best option because you don't even need a heater. So that means your aquarium only needs the plants, the substrate, the filter, and the light. That all you're paying for as far as profit out of your pocket is the electricity on the light. And I feel like that's not that much, right? Um, the the general care basics of live bears are super easy. These are some of the these are some of the most simple fish to keep in the hobby. They're they're pure basics, like I just told you, some of them need heaters, like Molly's prefer heaters. Um, the sword tails we don't keep heaters with. Um so the pure basics are just like psych in a, a cycled aquarium that is kept up on maintenance and that's it like there's no special care tactics and a lot of times you can even keep shrimp you know we've been dabbling with the idea of like keeping really sturdy shrimp like cherry shrimp we have like 15 tanks right now with live plants with with platies and swords and shrimp so, and I feel like this is like, you're yielding three different things here. And it, it, the hobby becomes like ultra fascinating when you, can, when you can enjoy it and when you can also yield and sell things for profit. Because like, you'll just be telling people, you'll be like, yeah, look at this sexy aquarium. Um, you know, I sell the plants. I also sell these babies too, if you're interested in buying some. And also the shrimp are in there too. And those can commonly go from, three to ten dollars a piece on average 
And the next question might be, well, Chris, where do I buy these fish? Because I get this message probably like five times a day, you know, hey, Chris, where do you buy fish? Where do I buy fish? You know, do you sell fish? And it's like, guys, the answer has been the same. The, an the answer to this has been the same forever. You know, you can get an Aquabid. If, I mean, if you want to buy online, it's quite easy to tell the big sellers that are like trustworthy. You know, you got Flip Aquatics. You got, uh, I would tell you to pay close attention to like your local fish stores or your local breeders if you're in the scene. Um, Aquabid, you have Flip Aquatics. You got the huge giant companies that you can always trust. Um, you have local aquarists, you have auctions, you have the big box chain pet stores. It really doesn't kind of matter. People always ask me, do you buy fish from Petco or PetSmart? The answer is yes. Yes, we do. And for the mere fact that I have to drive 50 miles to my next local fish store. So, and there's a Petco right in my town. And uh, we're so, I'm so tight with the Petco people that, you know, they can, they can honestly like get me stuff in, you know, if you, if you like, if you're in there enough and you become like friends with the person that orders the fish, that's all they have to do is just kind of like, if you're cool, you just have to build that rapport with the employee that works there and they'll order you fish. And you know, what you'll run into is, uh, the, you'll have to figure out if you want to like, just choose fancy live bears, you know, because a lot of times you can just find muck guppies and this works, but muck guppies aren't that expensive to re for resale value. So what we found ourselves doing was becoming, you know, we became divas onto like different strains of swordtails and we wanted like true strains and we kept each tank devoted to like that individual strain and same with platies. But that doesn't mean that Petco doesn't sell them, you know, like Petco, I mean, Petco just ran a huge campaign at selling swordtails and platies and it was really fascinating to see and we grabbed pretty much every single type we could find and um you know like the green lantern platies are one of my favorites and they're they're in almost every pet car right now granted they they sell out quick because um i feel like petco finally realized that you know some of these live bears are the ideal fish to be keeping you right it's small it's easy to care for. They breed so people can bring them back to the store and like uh, repurpose, surrender them. I don't know. Petco doesn't sell them, but I feel like it's a smart option as far as like in comparison to what they could be selling, like angelfish or pletcos or shrimp, you know. And I think, and I know that in the comments people are going to say, well, the Petcos individually get to choose what they order, so it's different from different location. Who knows? Like, I've heard a hundred different stories on, like, uh, I've heard they don't have a choice, and it just kind of, like, depends on, like, what the wholesale breeders are breeding that year, and that's kind of, like, what they push down their throat to sell. Um, I do, I have heard that Petco gets a lot of their fish from, I'm trying to think of the, um, there's a huge outlet. I'm trying to think of it. It's, um, it's Live Aquaria, right? Live Aquaria sells fish to Petco's. I think that's the case. Or maybe it's AZ Gardens. I don't know. It's one of the huge, huge wholesale fish places. I don't know. I can't remember if it's Live Aquarium. I'm having a brain fart here. Um, but finding these fish is pretty easy. You know, you just got to put in some effort, get on market. I'd first get on Marketplace. I would first get in the Facebook groups, um, like put out a post. Hey, we're looking for live bears, fancy live bears, cool swordtails, cool platies. Um, and someone like me, you know, I have uh, 30 tanks or so in the upstairs. And it's like, I'm going to be like, you know, I have some babies, uh, I could sell you, but they're not, you know, I always tell people my fish aren't cheap. 
I raise these things and they're not I'm not giving them away. That's my new motto because the reason I kind of got out of the whole aquarium store idea is because everyone was trying to talk me down on price and uh, when you're super passionate about something, it's hard to kind of just like, it's hard to give up on something you just spent six months breeding. You know, it's, and it's frustrating. Ooh, it's heating up in here, guys. I'm sure my girlfriend got her hands on the thermostat. It's probably 82 degrees in here because she woke up freezing. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to all you guys watching. Thanks for the viewership. Um, please consider giving this uh, podcast a like or a review on whatever platform you are on. Chris is heating up and your boy is getting sizzly. So, um, so we talked about what is a live bear. Uh, the general care basics are extremely simple. And, uh, you know, the planted tank. What is a planted tank? So... What we're doing is just using, usually a planted aquarium is, uh, you know, effect, an effective planted aquarium is the only difference between a planted tank and a normal tank is that we're using a substrate, you know, the tank lining, and we're, we're, we're using something with some nutrients in it because for the majority of the plants in the hobby, they are root feeders. And when we put them in there, well, at least a lot of the fast growing plants are root feeders. So then what happens is... We put these plants in there with the substrate with nutrients, and then we give it a, a type of lighting. And this used to be a lot more complicated. The lighting used to be super complicated, you know? People would talk about, like, different T8 lighting spectrums. They were, they were, they were trying to get plants out of uh, 4,000K T8, T10 lighting, and it was, it was more difficult. But now with the LEDs being readily available, it's as simple as pie, you know? And... Um, what happens now is that we literally just buy LEDs and anything around the 6,000 Kelvin is going to work. And I always advise people to get full spectrum plant LEDs just because they're super cheap and they're not even that expensive now. And you can get an Amazon and spend under $30 and have yourself a decent light, especially if you have a smaller aquarium. So what we're trying to do here is we're trying to perfect the art of of keeping a heavily planted tank and I don't when I say planted tank I don't mean that you went and bought some Anubias or you went and bought some Java fern and it's just sitting in the corner I mean that will work but for like this ecosystem that I'm just that I'm just raving over uh, the the fish do so much better and they breed so much better because these plants start to take off and the fish know it I'm fully convinced now you know we'll put betas in heavily planted tanks that are two years old and they it's 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 just different you know because beta beta fish are just uh they're just filled with parasites and just all kinds of illness and the beta fish is the true example of if your aquarium is an ecosystem because a lot of times i see people put betas in a new setup you know if it's under i, I my honest advice is if you're keeping betas don't even put them in a regular tank that's under a year old it's because so many microorganisms are growing in these seasoned aquariums and it just makes such a huge difference to have like this um, just fully heavily planted ecosystem of a tank. And when we put the fish in there, they just do so much better, guys. You, I, I promise you, um, you have to promise me and hit me up in the comments that you guys will just give this a give this a try. I know that I've been raving about this for just like two years now and you guys are probably sick of it. And a lot of you guys are like, yeah. We've been doing this for a hot minute, and uh, it's going great. Let's talk about something else. And 
uh this this is gonna be like the last hurrah of me just kind of like beating this into the ground for you guys just to trial it i have the video on how to set up the the soil tank it's a cool thing because people are so proud to be like doing this wallstead method um arguably and what's really cool is after you perfected this ecosystem with the planet tank what you can do is unplug your filter and do a filterless aquarium and kind of just watch the plants because this is how you do it. You create that like well-rounded ecosystem and then you can unplug the filter. And it's just like, it's mind-blowing. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, don't have video, I'm doing like a, a mind-blowing uh, action. <laughs> All right, so, uh, and the general basics, th those are the general basics on how to set up a planted aquarium. It's extremely simple. Um, I have tons of videos on it, just blabbing. I, have, I think I have like a thousand educational videos now and just like, blabbing about this stuff so what you do is you mix the two you first first you set up the planted aquarium i advise the potting soil method or you can spend some money on like fluval stratum or like uh just any aqua soil works great just if you're using aqua soil maybe consider capping it with sand um and and find yourself some easy plants you know water sprite water wisteria jungle vow uh amazon swords pearl weed um, I'm trying to think of some others. Um, Crips. Crips are pretty easy. Uh, Rotala. There's so many easy plants that, you know, and it kind of depends on the depth of your aquarium because that depth kind of makes a big difference. And what you do is first you master the plants. And I, I tell people don't put fish in your, in your newly uh, dirt soil tank setup just because it, it can be scary, you know, because that dirt is leaching off ammonia into the water. And, you know, at at bare maximum, I would only keep like two guppies in there and have it be muck guppies. And uh, sad to say, but the, it's sort of like a, a test to, to ensure that your tank is ready for more fancy fish, more expensive fish and shrimp, you know, have the guppy. Guppies live in that tank for like six months before you trust shrimp, you know, just because time, a lot of people aren't talking about how big of a factor time is as far as like these ecosystems and the cycle. Um, I know Corey from Aquarium Co-op just released a video that I thought was really cool. And he talks about um, ha less of the, like the cycle of your aquarium, you know, like is your aquarium cycled, but how we should be asking like what the age is of your aquarium. And that's uh, I I couldn't agree more, and I'm finding that with a lot of my experience here. And, you know, that's what I ask people, because I get thousands of messages, and it's like, how old is your aquarium? And they're like, well, it's six months, and I'm like, did you throw away your filter pattern? Did you change your filter pattern, change your filter? Yes. And it's just like, that's, you know, like, I, that that's a great analysis on Corey's part, so I really, uh, I highly agree with that as well. So, what we do is we mix the two. You know, give your planted aquarium some time to thrive. Make sure that the plants are taking off. And what I also advise people do is to think about adding floating plants, especially at the beginning, because a lot of times that soil tank kind of leaches off ammonia, and uh, sometimes the plants need some time to kind of like start to take off, because a lot of times like two weeks goes by and like nothing happens. That's because the, the, the plants are going through shock and they're getting to know the lighting schedule and the, the ecosystem they're in. But floating plants drop in some duckweed and that's gonna start absorbing the nutrients, the excess amounts of ammonia in the water like immediately. 
um, just what do some research on some super like indestructible floating planets and think about using them in this setup in the beginning because and a lot of times you know uh, after six months of this you're going to learn to hate the floating plants because they they thrive and they take off the water let the dwarf water lettuce does great and then it just smothers all the lighting and then your stem plants that you planted are getting zero lighting and you'll sit there and battle it you'll be cleaning it like every week you know i could feed a country with the amount of duckweed we pull out of here like every other week it's insane and you learn to hate the stuff but it saves your butt too you know because like we're literally honestly if i'm being completely honest we do water changes like we'll do a 40% water change on every tank, maybe like once every six months. And I know that's crazy, but our fish are breeding. The water tests okay. You know, the nitrates are, are kind of high, but the plants love that. And it's just like, it's a set it and forget it. And, you know, I have clients that I help set up fish aquariums with, and I help them set up maintenance and stuff. And we're moving everything to plants now. You know, I used to have basic setups with like cichlids and just angelfish and uh, everything's going to live plants now. Even if you just have like a straight gravel setup, we're going to we're going to we're going to thicken up that gravel bed, you know, three, four inches. And we're going to put some like water wisteria in there, water sprite, just something and just load it up Amazon swords and get ourselves a, a decent light because the light is huge. Uh, because what's happening is. I, Chris, doesn't ha I don't have to go and do the maintenance. And a lot of times I just tell them, just top off the aquarium. You know, like once once every three months, the water's going to drop like an inch or two. Just top it off. And they're like, this is all we have to do? And I'm like, well, maybe clean the algae. If if you get an algae breakout, you're going to have to call me. You know, something died. Um, there's excess amounts of some, something is screwed up. So this is the wave of the future. I think that... You know, I know there's a there's a huge chunk of my following that is there's they're they're devoted to keeping cichlids, which is totally entirely cool. I love cichlids. I'll always love cichlids as my passion. But like as as a lot of you guys know, I'm leaning towards like plants because um, they just plants are Mother Nature's filter. You know, like even in our homes, the house plants in our homes are filtering the air. I mean, that's debatable. They've done tests that it doesn't even really affect our air, but um, it's still a cool idea and it brings a lot of Zen and like Zen to my life, you know, and that's hence the name, my other YouTube channels, houseplant therapy, uh, give it a subscribe. If you consider yourself to enjoy houseplants, houseplant therapy, please go and subscribe. That's a free plug. This podcast is brought to you by houseplant therapy. It's a other YouTube channel. That's really cool. That's ran by this weird white guy. And uh, just do a search on um, YouTube's uh, Houseplant Therapy and give it a subscribe. So, and there's a promo code. If you watch one video, um, I will. Uh, I'm in a spot here, guys. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, like I said, you want to wait a decent amount of time before adding the fish to the aquarium. And if you do add fish, have it be some mutt guppies or something that like, you know, guppies are indestructible. I've left them in a bucket for months and you come back and you're like, I, I didn't even know you're in this bucket and they're still alive. It's absolutely insane. And uh, then once the time hits, you can mix in the shrimp and you can mix in some fancy exotic live bears. Like maybe you actually spend some money on like some really sexy guppies. There's tons and tons of sexy guppies. And you can hit up your fish stores, you know, a lot of times it's a hit or miss, you know, with our fish stores around here in Minnesota, 
it's a hit or miss if they have live bears. You know, we we've spent multiple days driving around looking for different live bears, and they're just like, we got nothing here, we got nothing here. Or you, or sometimes they'll have like um, they'll have like weird F one live bears that like are absurdly expensive, and you've never heard of them. Or it's like I just want bright colors and sword tails or something. You know, because I don't know sword tail is probably one of my my favorite fish because they literally get like five inches long the male some of them super hardy fish super they're just full of colors you don't need a heater i mean you can use a heater but it's you don't you know you can a lot of times transition them out of needing a heater um we actually found uh this is a little side note but we found that a lot of the fish we're getting from petco we're getting sick sometimes you know and a lot of times it's because we weren't transitioning them to heated water because sometimes at Petco it's a hit or miss if they're heating the tank or not and I kind of learned when I was buying fish from there I'd like I would bring my little temp gun and just be like okay when they when they would turn their head I'd check the temperature of the tank because obviously that's a huge deal if they're keeping a fish at 78 or 79 degrees and we bring it home and we keep it at room temp of 70 you know that's a that's an eight degree temp change and we're just like what is going on with these fish because we treat them and they'd be fine and we actually found it to be the temperature so be careful if you're buying fish from big box chain pet stores some of those single like systems are heated you know like some of the walls because they're all one unit a lot of them they'll have like six tanks in one unit and sometimes that whole unit's not heated and other times it is and a lot of times um i've learned because one of my good friends works at pet the petco and what happens is they sell so many fish within the first day or two of getting their, you know, their their new order in that like the fish haven't even had time to get sick because they plop and drop them into the tank and they look okay and they're like, ah, and like uh, like people like us around here, that's all we have petco is is like that fish doesn't look great, but we never see fish like this and we'll take it and petco runs their warranty, you know, so if like the fish dies, you can bring it back. It's really embarrassing dealing with that and I hate it and um. You know, because you'll get, like, a new employee, you're trying to bring the fish back, and it's, like, usually someone, you know, like, usually when we go in there, like, someone notices me, and, or just, uh, actually, this sounds really cocky, kind of, but they'll, they kind of get to know you, but if they don't know you as the weird fish guy, uh, you'll get a new person, they'll be like, well, what size aquarium do you have, you know, and, like, it's, like, it's, I always, I always troll them, I can't hold back, it's, like, it's a 3,000 gallon tank, it's, it's, it's acrylic, it, it cost me $15,000, you know, or something, and they're like, well, your nitrates or your ammonia, it's just like, you don't even know what you're talking about, but that's a whole other side note. <clears throat> so the cool thing about these tanks, right? Um, like I told you guys, there's three variables to make profits. You can be selling the plants. You can be selling the fish babies, the live bear babies. And the live bears are some of the easiest fish to breed. You plop them in, uh, you give them little hiding spots, and, um, you know, sometimes what we'll do is we'll do, like, little rock piles. You know, we'll we'll heavily plant it, then we'll do a rock pile. What also helps is those floating plants, because a lot of the live bears, they'll go to the surface, and if you get that duckweed or, you know, a lot of the floaters have longer roots, especially if you... um, they usually have roots and the live bears usually go to the substrate to lay their babies or they'll go hide in those roots and it really helps to kind of like give those babies hiding spots to kind of like to give birth in and we found like even algae pockets you know like because a lot of aquariums eventually like after six months you'll start getting like these 
these algae pockets in the corners or especially if you have driftwood. And a lot of times those are excellent cover for the babies and they'll go down in those algae pockets and the and the fish can kind of like go into the algae and it works phenomenal same with the shrimp the shrimp babies like i know algae is our nightmare right but like the sh the shrimp are giving they're they're giving live birth the babies can hide in there the little shrimplets and it works phenomenal and a lot of times this just this just goes full circle of like us being able to just neglect the tank so we'll have these little magnets on the aquarium and then We'll just clean the surface of the glass, and then that's kind of it. We'll add, we'll top off water, because a lot of the sponge filters, you know, the aeration at the surface, especially if the aquariums are heated, they lose water, the water volume, very fast. That's a struggle here. But So you have three variables to be making profit here, and you're also, you're setting up a planted aquarium. So this is really, like, you're, you're perfecting all of this. You have the bright, colorful fish. You have the green, the bright green foliage, and you have whatever sh whatever shrimp you choose. And shrimp are all cool, unless they're like the weird inbred brown ones. Um, that's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I just don't like I don't like people mixing shrimp types. If you're gonna if you're gonna have shrimp in there, keep one specific type of shrimp and just don't pollute. The strain, guys, don't pollute the strain. Maybe I'm too much of a diva. Hit me up in the comments. Uh, let me know what you think of that. So um, so one question I've been getting a lot on the channel is talking about aquarium covers, you know, because this, this is sort of, you know, it's sort of been a stigma lesson in the hobby that you, you need an aquarium cover, right? And the reason is because fish jump. There's a handful of reasons. Number one, fish jump out, which sucks right because nobody likes losing our their expensive fish number two it helps keep humidity in and he, and it helps it helps to keep the temperature of the water in and it, it helps conceal the ecosystem right but um we sort of made a transition in the house and i got a lot of questions regarding it and with our planted aquariums we are no longer using lids on any aquarium and I know a lot of people are like oh my god you know you're getting hot. the humidity and the fish are jumping and honestly if, and the reason is because we're not using lids is because we like to use we like to raise the aquarium light I, I tell people that raise your aquarium light like six inches it it helps spread the the lighting the plants it's not so close to the light you're not gonna torch the foliage on the the plants and it's it very much works better. And a lot of times if you lift the aquarium light and you have a lid there, the light gets refracted and just you lose a lot of the lighting and it just sucks, you know. I'm actually finding that keeping, you know, having having nothing in between the light and the aquarium the best. And a lot of times all I'm even coming through with Windex and I'm and I'm cleaning the face of the light because the more the name of the game here with these planet aquariums is the more lighting you have the better for the most part if you have a if you have a full spectrum light obviously if you're using like a diy shop light it has too much lumens and it just blows out everything that's not the name of the game but if you have a full spectrum 
decent size LEDs. It's built, it's built well. The LEDs are spread apart and it just, it gets a better spread. And you sort of just want to watch the plants and look at them, analyze them. Cause a lot of times I'm finding that like when the plants start to reach up higher without any foliage at the bottom, you know, you literally just have like a single stem and there's no like leaves, that means the plant is reaching for light and it wants more lighting. A lot of times like the foliage and the the leaves look, they look neglected and like less of themselves. They're not fully grown. But um, guys, that about sums up on like how to create a well-rounded planted aquarium with some live bears and possible shrimp. I feel like this is a great idea for anyone to to set up and I feel like you need to experiment with this. I know there's a lot of like monster fish keepers out there, you know, and through the journey of just starting this house, we have kept so many different things. Uh, we got the monster fish pond. We have the, the, all the shrimp we're doing. We have all the planted tanks. We have the, 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 the pothos madness in that six foot long aquarium. We have, we, I find what I'm trying to get at is I find the smaller planted aquariums with the live bears like the 20 gals to be my favorite they're the easiest to maintain they have the least amount of problems and you can sell we have the best profit and turnaround on these and I feel like this is a great opportunity for you guys to try and if you've already tried it and you're having success and you just sat here and listened to me ramble about this hit up the comment section like let me know how it's going um I want to know from you guys what is your best substrate that you're having best success with because i know some of you planted plant keepers that's like the name of the game right it's your substrate and it's your light and then it's your fertilization you know uh, obviously there's co2 and you guys are going to be in a different uh league but um i it's funny because i saw this huge argument argument the other day online about the co2 and this person made a post they were just like blasting they're like Look at all this low tech stuff. I don't need all your fancy equipment to have these beautiful, luscious tanks. And like, this is hundreds of comments of people just being like, yo, just because you're poor and don't want to spend money on CO2 and you, you can't grow red plants, it doesn't say anything about me. Like, don't attack us CO2 guys. I don't know. It was absolutely hilarious. I just, uh, I grabbed some popcorn. I was just eating it up. And it was literally like, just like uh, a pissing match, essentially, of just like all these people. Uh, you had the CO2 guys battling the low-tech guys. And um, CO2, at the end of the day, is better, right? The plants are healthier. They're better. You have less algae. It is uh, honestly the best situation ever. But, you know, like I always tell people, you know, when you have 15 to 30 aquariums, how am I going to do CO2 on all those? So, and... But if you're looking to yield more plants, CO2 is going to win all day long. So, uh, some news in the hobby. Um, I did I did have some people reach out to me and tell me that KG Tropicals is is done doing live streams. And I've been telling you guys, I've been, I'm, I'm working on doing live streams as soon as possible. And it's, it's true. It still is coming. I know I've been saying this for a hot minute, but um, I literally just had a PC built here. It's right on my desk. Uh, one of my buddies builds computers and stuff. So... Uh, we just, I've just been having so many issues. Where I live here in Minnesota, uh, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, and like just getting one gig internet is like unheard of, you know, because like everybody only needs like 30, 30 gig, you know, like that's that's all you need. And the people were just, it's been a struggle. I've had techs at my house; they had to rewire stuff. Um, but it's been a long struggle, but it's coming soon. 
And the reason I haven't been live streaming is because I cannot get a good connection. And I'm really sort of just picky on how my content is displayed to you guys. I mean, we have over 60,000 subscribers now. We had over 2 million views on this channel alone last year. And I can't I can't turn on a live stream and just have it be like, blah, 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 blah. You know, I just, I can't because I've, I've gotten better with time and I just can't do it. But I promise you guys, it is coming. And a lot of people have been reaching out and they're like, hey, Chris, you should you should take K, uh, John's position from KG Tropicals. And it's a little scary because, you know, like he's stepping away because a lot of people said he's like, his mental health is suffering and is exhausted. And it's like, am I just setting myself up for that recipe? I don't know. So I don't know, but maybe I can just like, maybe I can make it more chill and have less pressure. Maybe I can just drink heavily on every single episode that we do or every live stream. Who knows? I kind of like to have themes and uh, themes that I'm passionate about. And I feel like that would like help me live stream and just like, if I can stick to target on theme. Um, but yeah, live streams are to come. So please uh, reach out to me if you want and let me know if you want me to live stream and or like a platform. You know, I've been trying to think of like cool ideas because I don't like just turning on the camera and just being like, okay, let's hang out. You know, like I kind of like to have a theme because uh, a lot of like just the hanging out just gets to be a, pretty monotonous. And um, I know my buddy Bob does streams and that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Um, maybe if I can have videos like intertwined and stuff, I think that would be cool because yeah, but yeah, I think, uh, some other things happening in the hobby. I don't know if those of you have heard, but, um, I just had another blowout with the Facebook admins at over at beta fish keepers. It was extremely embarrassing. And like, um, it got super personal, uh, literally to the point where they were like messaging my girlfriend, like stuff. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I'm really kind of debating just like stepping away from these Facebook groups because a lot of my admins and myself are just completely exhausted of just having to deal with all of this crap and having it be unpaid. Uh, Facebook has has not made this fair for us. You know, they are like the number one um, like place for people to hang out with hobbies, right? Because maybe second would be Discord, but people aren't you know like they're not on all the fish keepers are on facebook so like the mass amount of people are on facebook and i would say even like a small portion of that is on youtube from facebook it's i don't think it's because just the general mass is on facebook and it's unfair to us that like we we can't sell fish you know they make it impossible to like because what i've been trying to do is somehow create these paid positions for admin admins and mods and you know uh, i i literally just tried something new to where i i got a i i tried to use a a wholesale seller dance fish as a like a source of income to try to like push people to buy the fish and also maybe we make some revenue the group does like we trade dan we trade we we bring people great fish and send them to dance fish and then dan sends us a a, a cut you know and then I use that cut to possibly pay the admins and mods to to have a position that like this that we don't dread over working every single day. Can you imagine if uh, you know because I've had trustworthy admins and mods forever, and if I could pay them to stay at home and just like make these groups awesome, they would be a much better platform. But the issue is we can't we deal with all this bullcrap and in the Facebook groups. And we literally, it's an unpaid position. So people just be like, 
I'm not gaining anything here. So I'm out, you know, and it's hard. You, you, I've found that like you almost have to find a person that is extremely passionate about the hobby that cares about the better, the better health of the hobby. And they just sit in these groups and they help people and they're amazing people and they get crapped on and they get talked about and they get, you know, it's, it's, it's unfair. Facebook has made it unfair to these groups. You know, I have probably 300,000 members worth of Facebook groups in this hobby, but it's like, I'm ready to step away, man. I thought about just like shutting down these groups and just being like, you know, like that's my way to get back at Facebook. I just shut down these groups. But then on the other, the other edge of the sword, it's like, there's thousands of people that need help every single day. And I don't know, it's, you got to hit me up in the comments. You got to let me know what you think on this because I am pulling my hair out. Um, I literally just had to completely switch admin, just completely ban the admin team because they like, they ganged up against me. They tried to make specific rules and this happens all the time and they become a click and they don't agree with what I believe. And they go and make their own group and just say peace out, which, uh, business is business. You know, like I can't, I just, I, I do have a, a criteria with some of these groups to not let there be crazy weird rules. A lot of these Facebook groups, you know, they have weird rules where like, you literally can't even post things anymore. Like it, it came to a point where like we were, we were, uh, not approving posts on people asking where they can buy fish from. It's like, that's an honest question. And the reason we, we banned those posts or that was a new rule they set out. It was because they didn't want people giving certain sellers advertising, you know, buy fish from this seller, buy fish from that seller. It's like, Facebook doesn't allow the sales of fish. We can't even talk about this. And it's like, what do you mean we can't talk about this? Like, I don't care. I'm to a point now where, and this might sound wrong to some of you, but I am ready to go against Facebook with some of these rules. And uh, if they want, if they want to battle me on this, I'll shut down the group. It'll be that simple. You can lose, you can use your lose this platform of all these people, or you can work with me. I truly believe that we should be able to sell. We, we should at least be, I, I can, I can see why selling animals on Facebook could, is, is not a good idea, but we should be able to push and advertise sellers, you know, and I fight Facebook on this all the time. You know, like I was trying to push, I would tell people, Hey, we would make a post, Hey, 10% off of your first order over at Dan's fish. Here's a link to go to his website and buy fish. Facebook, uh, all of a sudden we get a group notification that, you're going against policy and you're about to have your group shut down because the selling of animals is prohibited on Facebook. And I'm like, we're not selling the animal on Facebook. I'm saying if you go to this other website, you can get 10% off. And Dan's fish is like the most legit seller. He treats his fish before you get them. You, you watch his channel. Like it's, he's no joke. Like he knows what he's doing. And this whole equation just doesn't work. I'm trying to give people, I'm trying to get people that want to buy fish to the best seller that I believe, you know, and Facebook has to put their big hammer in between it. And it's just like, <sighs> it's extremely frustrating. And it's just like, that's all Facebook wants us to do is just ask each other questions about this stuff. And, but some of the questions are, where do we buy fish? Because you, you have to remember, the whole equation in this hobby is 
to buy the supplies, to buy the fish, set it up, and talk about it, and then continuously buy more stuff. We want to buy stuff. And it's just, um, and half of the hobby is buying fish, except now we all have to hang out in this organized platform and hang out, but we can't talk about buying fish. It's like, it's just so stupid. I don't know. You got to hit up the comment section. And I know a lot of you guys are against Facebook and you hate it. And, uh, you know, I am ready to be done with it, but it's just like, there's so many people there hanging out and the hobby's strong on Facebook. I hate to say it. Um, trying to think of what else is new in the hobby. Uh, I don't know, guys. You'll have to hit me up in the in the comments to let me know what's going on with you guys. I know there's, like, tons of YouTube channels that I follow that I could talk about. Um, but, you know, hit me up in the comments section for the ne next episode. I need ideas for some more episodes on this stuff. So, and uh, moving forward to the future, we're probably going to be live streaming some of these. And I want to kind of, like, I got some cool ideas where, like, maybe I call some of my fish YouTuber friends and we'll get them to jump on. Um, maybe we'll have like a thing where you guys call in and ask questions live because I got like a cool new like little phone number thing where you guys can call and I answer it. Um, that could go horribly though if it's live and, um, but I can always hang up, right? I think that'd be fun anyways. So I don't know. I'm kind of just looking to bring some new ideas to this stuff. So hit me up in the comment section. Let me know what you think of this episode and make sure to leave your reviews and all your, uh, let me know if you guys like this podcast and where you think uh where what you guys want to listen to next what you guys want from me essentially as a creator in this hobby so without further ado guys i will see you in the next one um thanks for listening welcome to fish aquarium geeks podcast brought to you by palmer aquatics where keeping fish in glass boxes is more than a hobby it's a lifestyle